0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're gonna talk about this month's MarTech news. Joining us is Juan Mendoza, who is the author of the MarTech Weekly, which is a weekly email newsletter to help you navigate the marketing and technology industry with thousands of subscribers from the world's largest company, the TMW, serves as our newsletter here on the MarTech Podcast. And today, Juan and I are going to discuss his launch of the TMW 100 Awards. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Juan Mendoza, the author of the Martech Weekly. Juan, welcome to the Martech Podcast.
2: Hey, Ben. Always good to be on.
1: Always good to have you here, Juan. Excited to catch up. It's been a little while. And last time we chatted, I feel like you were just launching the Martech Weekly or you were just doing it full time. You'd left your job and now you got to rely on it paying the bill. Martech Weekly Pro. So everybody can get extra Juan Mendoza on Wednesdays and on Saturdays. And I love the newsletter. And I don't think we caught up last month. And all of a sudden, you're doing something totally new and totally different. You're doing an award show. Tell me a little bit
2: about it. Yeah, I'd love to. So the TMW 100 kind of started about three months ago. So I was discussing with my good friend, colleague, Mike Rizzo from marketingops.com. That they're launching a brand new event called Mopsable Loser happening in November. Great folks, online community. Definitely check it out if you're in the marketing ops, martech tech space. But we were chatting and we're saying there's not a really good good sense in the industry of who's actually innovating in the MarTech space, right? There's more than 11,000 companies. By some estimates, there's more than $350 billion in value in the total marketing technology landscape. And we're looking at it, we're like, yeah, there's actually nothing that can really show the industry who's the innovators, who's the people, the companies and the technologists that are actually building this industry and making it better and improving it, but also sort of taking us into the future. Of course, we've got the gardeners and the foresters of the world that do their wonderful waves and their magic quadrants. But if you look at those, a lot of them are, everyone wins a prize, right? What's the difference between a niche player and a challenger? That's part of their quadrants. And a lot of that is, of course, if you talk to most people in the industry that are serious about MarTech, they look at it and go, yeah, a lot of that stuff is bought for, a lot of it is sort of whining, dining analysts, not a really good sense of like how they come to their decisions around different tech companies and categories. And then you've got the folks over at G2, love G2, absolute amazing resource and Trust Radius and others, Captera, that are all these sort of different ranking platforms for companies Based on customer satisfaction scores but there's nothing that actually tracks innovation like who are building the game-changing technologies, so the disruptive technologies in the industry. And we should celebrate that. So we've been building TMW 100. It's an awards event. It's a competition, if you will. Kind of think of it as like the Webbies, if you're familiar with that, but for the MarTech industry. So what we're doing is we've got a panel of 12 judges that represent the global industry from far from places such as Nairobi, Kenya, all the way through to Germany, in the United States, of course, as well, in Canada. Don't can't forget our friends in Canada. But we have a global panel of judges. They select the TMW 100. So we're receiving applications now right through to the 25th of August. But we're receiving applications. The 12 judges vote for their 100 list. And then we create that list of 100. And then we chuck it over to the public and they vote. So anybody can vote for their favorite company. And then we rank them from first place to 100th place. But there can only be one winner. It's a battle to the death, Ben. We've just launched it. We're looking forward to see who applies. And it is open to anyone who's building marketing technologies any place in the world.
1: All right. I've got questions here. You mentioned the Webbies. The first thing that went to my head when you talk about doing an award, it's like the Grammys or I think of entertainment where... There is a best picture. There is a who had the best film of the year, but that's not the only criteria for winning an award. There are segments for proficiency in individual parts that lead up into the culmination of best picture best costume, best sound, best actor, best director. Are you doing some sort of a segmentation to help people understand either by vertical or new technology, new innovation? Talk to me about your segmentation for the awards and the ranking of the list.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And we thought about this quite a bit around, like, should we do, say, an award for enterprise companies versus startups or an award for each different country or an award for, we've got three different categories of application. So you can apply for, a product, a new product or a new technology or innovative new ways to do customer success and retain your customers or new business models in the MarTech space. And we could do uh, categories and awards for that. But I think what I'm seeing in the industry and the, why there's so much like awards fatigue, right? Like awards don't mean as much as they used to. For example, Cairns Lions, they've been around since the 60s, 1957, they launched and they started picking traction in the 60s. And Cairns Lions its actually happening as we speak right now, Ben, you know, they've got their awards. You win a lion and it's a whole bunch of categories in advertising. What are we doing here, Juan? I know we should be sipping cocktails down by the beach in Cairns. But what's interesting is that they have got like hundreds of awards and it takes them five full days to (laughs) just announce the winners. And I think what we want to do here is to have one winner. That's it. One winner. You're the MarTech company of the year, the most innovative company as voted by the judges, global representative panel of judges, and the global marketing technology community. And we kind of like that idea because it's a little bit more competitive. It is an actual competition. It's like, you can only be one winner. Not everyone wins a prize here. And then the focus on the list is on that number one company. Of course, you come into a few troubles, a few issues with things like, okay, well, if we have a competition where you have, say, an enterprise company with thousands of employees, and then you've got a startup, of course it's going to be hard for people to vote, and you know for that startup to have a winning chance because the enterprise company they can get all their employees, they've got a far bigger market share, bigger awareness. So what we've done is that we've set up what's kind of called a, a voting multiplier. So the smaller companies, say you've got less than five employees in your business, we actually multiply your votes. So the smaller your business, the more votes you get. So for every one vote, uh, I think the maximum is you get one vote, you get three for the smallest companies in the competition. So hopefully it creates a bit more of an even playing field and incentivizes the startups to get involved as well. But we really wanted to focus on a list of 100 and then from one to 100, regardless of their category, regardless of their application type, because we want a winner. We want one single main character of MarTech this year.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know I'm going to read you a list of names and I want you to guess why I'm reading it to you as it relates to the TMW 100. Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, Michael B. Jordan, John Legend, Idris Elba, Blake Shelton, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and David Beckham.
2: Oh, sports? you got a few athletes in there.
1: There are. Paul Rudd is definitely not an athlete. Yeah. That's the list of winners from People's Sexiest Man Alive over the last decade. (laughs) And the reason why I'm reading you who is the sexiest man alive, and one, this year's your year, I want you to know. The reason why I'm reading it, The Sexiest Man Alive is because you are basically doing that for MarTech companies, right? There is a single Sexiest Man Alive, and maybe there's 10 honeypots that are you know, listed in the list, and maybe they do honorable mentions, but you're really trying to single out one award, and, and in the same way that Times does the person of the year, you're not actually building the equivalent of the Grammys for MarTech. You are really trying to put a list together of everyone and come out with a single winner. Talk to me about why you're making that decision to build a list that is ranked as opposed to categorization.
2: I think it goes back to, right? There's only one winner of the Pulitzer Prize. There's only one winner of the Times Person of the Year. There's only one, the sexiest man alive competition, right? There's only one Juan Mendoza. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, well, thank you very much for that. But I think for us, the whole concept is that companies need to prove it. With G2 and with other sort of ranking platforms, with the larger analyst firms, a lot of that stuff is bought. And I think reputation really matters in an industry, right? Why do we do these big, why do we have the Pulitzer Prize? Why do we have these big awards events, right, is to recognize excellence, is to siphon out the people that are doing mediocre work to the people who are doing amazing work. And I think that's the reason why, is that we want companies to prove it. We want companies to be rewarded well, right? We don't want people walking away or founders of these companies walking away from an awards event saying that didn't make a difference for our business, or that didn't significantly change our perception or reputation. We want the winner, number one, to walk away, like we love it for it to be a small company, right? Imagine if a small company, say out of Nairobi, Kenya, won the award, right, for some game-changing technology. Like that would be amazing. Obviously, would be a huge game changer for their business, and that's what we want them walking away with. So, for the first, second, and third place, we fly out a delegate from first, second, and third place. They come and present at Mopsapalooza, uh, the marketing operations events, three-day event, more than 500 senior marketing technologists. Just an amazing event that they're building. And so they get to present in front of an audience of 500 folks. We present the awards. We're doing an end of year. It's called a a 2023 MarTech Innovation Index Report. We're putting their company on the front of the magazine for that report. And we're doing a whole bunch of media work around that to make sure that they're really shining as the first place. It's second or third place also get write ups. They also get a bunch of rewards as well. But it just becomes so muddy and confusing, you know. Like, cool, the number one company in the customer data platform space for enterprise with a headcount of more than two thousand employees. How many companies are in that category? Seriously, it becomes comical how like segmented and how niche down a lot of these awards are. The award itself becomes meaningless. There was only one, you say, Bolt a few years ago who. Was really famous for winning the 100 meter sprint. And that's kind of what we want here is we want the athletes, we want the actual winners.
1: Let me play devil's advocate here. Take it. There was one Usain Bolt. He didn't win the decathlon. There is a different event and there are different winners for each event. Personally, I am interested to see not only who are the most innovative, and I think that that's an award, you know, biggest contributor to the Martech industry or most innovative company of the year. But I do want to have a panel of judges tell me what the best CRM solution is, right? I do want to have them understand who's doing the best using artificial intelligence. Hey, maybe even who's the best media company in the MarTech space. I hear everything. (laughs) Look, and I'll throw it out there. I am happy to buy you dinner. If it gets us an award, it gives us good social media fodder. I know you're not into that, but I guess that's why I'm pushing back at being like, hey, the ranked list is wonderful. And I'd love for our company or any of our sponsors or just the companies that we like to be able to say, I'm in one of the top 100 companies out of a collection of over 11,000. But I also think it's important to be able to say, I'm the best in this specific category. We did the best this year in innovation. So maybe something to think about for TMW 100 for 2024.
2: An idea? You never know, right? We might pivot. We'll get feedback. Like TMW 100, like most of how we do things at TMW is an experiment. We, TMW Pro is an experiment and that's been going quite well but also be doing podcasts, we do events, we do a bunch of other things in the space. And this is just another experiment. So we may learn from it and learn where the categorization may make sense. But for us, I think, yeah, the exciting idea, and I think that it may not work for the first few years, but over a long span of time, what we want this to be is to be that real bellwether, right? That real signal of like, these are the innovators and you should pay attention to these folks and what they're doing in market. I think that the clarity of that and the simplicity of like a single list and there's only one winner, I think really helps that cause. Once you start niching down, it becomes harder for an industry to navigate, like who's actually innovating, who's not. But anyway, it's an interesting bit of feedback. Look at me. You roll the
1: ball under the court. You haven't even launched the first event. And I was like, here's how I'd change it. And I guess that's why I'm a talking head that sits in a room in front of a microphone by himself as opposed to running a <laughs> newsletter and events. Juan, I guess the last question I have for you is for anybody that is interested in participating in the TMW 100, whether they want to apply, whether they want to vote, contribute, what are the ways that people can find more information and how should they think about participating in the MarTech Awards?
2: For the TMW 100, you can go to the MartechWeekly.com forward slash TMW 100. So that's the MartechWeekly.com forward slash TMW 100 you can go check out our website. We've got information on our judges, prizes, our timeline and our event, all the key dates, everything that's happening. You can also apply from there as well. Application takes about 10 minutes, register, and then you can keep in the loop with everything that's happening. There is a registration fee to join. That's $2.99 currently with an early bird up until the 15th of July. So again, if you get your application before then, you save about a hundred bucks, but we're looking forward to it. I think outside of that, if you are working, say if you work in public relations, feel free to reach out to us at the Martech weekly.com You can find contact details there. You can reach out to us at awards at the Martechweekly.com. If you'd like more information, we've got our fact sheet and information pack to share along as well. And all of the information about our judges and where they come from all the different parts of the world. So yes, please reach out to us if you would like to chat, but I'm excited. I mean, Ben Shapiro, we should probably do an awards event for the Top Marketing Technology Podcast because there's quite a few out there now, isn't there?
1: Well, I want you to segment it down and just call the top marketing technology podcast named the MarTech podcast, because I feel like we got a better shot for that one. Those humans of MarTech guys are really giving us a run for the money. Shout out to Phil.
2: Phil's a great guy. He's actually a judge as well. So there you go. He's representing Canada. And we had to get Canada in there. I mean, the United States, there's just so many amazing judges that we could have gotten on, but Canada's a special place. And I think there are some innovators living up there, maybe, maybe up in a wooden cabin somewhere in the mountains. But anyway, thanks for having me on. I mean, it's great to talk about TMW 100 and introduce it. Hopefully it serves the industry well. And you never know, Ben, you might be right, mate. We might be coming back in 2024 with more categories. So let's see what happens.
1: There you have it. And everybody, you cannot buy your way into Juan's heart. You have to go through the judges. I mean, it is not influenced by being nice to the judges. Not at all. Definitely don't try to buy them dinner. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Juan Mendoza, the author of the Martech Weekly, for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when Juan and I continue our conversation talking about what is the grifterverse. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Juan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Juan Mendoza. It's spelled totally crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D-0-Z-4. Or you could visit his company's website, which is themartechweekly.com.